We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Wednesday. It's February 9th. It's 2022. We have six NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how's it going, my friend? Eh, not going too bad. I could win money tonight. I could lose money tonight. Still, still a few things out there, but you know what? Can't, can't complain. I can tell you this. I'm not going to make money in DFS. Um, I guess, would you call prize picks DFS? I don't even know what we... I'm, I'm calling it. it, it it's, it's, it, it's prop betting. Prop, it's prop fantasy betting. <laughs> prop betting. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so I mean, I can make money on prize picks, which would cover my losses that I'm going to have on DraftKings. But yeah, a lot of things gone wrong. Um, Dennis Smith Jr., one of them, Norman Powell, the other, um, Brandon Ingram, the third. So, I, I mean, blowouts in situations where it stinks to get blowouts, it's so hard to project blowouts. But I might like legitly finish last in tournaments on DraftKings today, um, with the amazing show up of Dennis Smith Jr. and Macklemore. So, I mean, the fun it. thing, the fun thing about it, Grant, is. We get to play Portland again on this slate. Yeah, yeah. No, if you, if you notice us not really loving too much in terms of value, it's it's because, well, some teams are in the second end of back-to-back and mostly because Portland's the last game of the night. Yeah, four of the teams that we have on tonight's slate, second end of back-to-back, so, and all of them play each other, Lakers, Blazers, and Timberwolves, Kings, so... Let's jump into this one. Six games. We get started here with San Antonio at yeah, San Antonio at Cleveland. 217 and a half total here. Cleveland a six-point favorite. On the San Antonio side of things, Lonnie Walker and Trey Jones are questionable. And then on the Cavs side, Garland's questionable. Marketing and Sexton remain out. Uh, let's start here with San Antonio. What do you like here for the Spurs? There's not a ton to love. Cleveland's a tough matchup, obviously. Um, it's being played in Cleveland. If Garland comes back, this game could get out of hand, but pretty much any, 
any of these could. Uh, Murray's probably the first guy to look at. He's fine. Again, not really a great matchup, but he's coming into this game in great form, 50-plus in each of the last four games. Not my favorite spend-up on the slate, but he's definitely a guy that you should look at ownership, see where it's at. I think Pirtle is the interesting play here. Um, 7.5K seems like a heavy price tag here, but he's absolutely been paying it off, 40-plus in three of the last four. And one of those, he only played 12 minutes. Should need a lot of size going up against Cleveland here. So I'm expecting him to play low to mid-30s minutes. And when he's been doing that recently, he's been putting up pretty massive outings. So Pirtle's probably the main guy I'm looking at. Kelvin Johnson's fine. If Lonnie Walker ends up missing, I think he can play Mc- Dougie McBuckets or Vassal are both fine. White's priced where he should be, and you're really not getting a ton of upside with that. Um, and everyone else is just kind of not really worth it. Yeah, I mean, I always like DeJounte. The Cavs are a good defensive team. DeJounte is kind of expensive. I think he's still, like, playable. Um, I do like Podal. I definitely don't hate this matchup for him. Keldon Johnson and White, uh, I mean, they're playable in tournaments, but, I mean, they're priced, they're kind of priced appropriately. And then on the Cleveland side, do we know if Levert's going to play? I was trying to find uh, something, and I couldn't find anything as far as him playing or not playing. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised either way. I mean, that's going to kind of dictate things, but I don't think they've really released whether he's going to play or not. Um, I'm guessing that'll come out in the morning. But I wouldn't be surprised if he played. I mean, it's been, what, three days since he got traded? So, and good news is Indiana's, what, like a three-hour drive from Cleveland? I don't know. My well, like when they, when they did the trade, they were playing each other or something like that, weren't they? Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just hop on your guys' plane. All right. So, I mean, if Levert plays, I think it definitely changes some things. He's 9K. I don't know if I end up playing him. Um, Garland, we'll see if he plays or not. But I think, like, the guys that I'm interested here on the Cleveland side, I hate to say it, but Kevin Love, I think, is interesting at 7,100. Over 40 fantasy points in four straight games. And then Jared Allen's kind of priced appropriately. Um, If Garland and Levert don't play, I definitely don't mind playing Osman at 5,100. Yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, this all comes down to if Garland and Levert end up playing. If both of them are out, I think Love is a little bit more dependent on those two guys not playing. If he if they're not playing, he should get a boost in minutes like he has been getting recently. And the usage should absolutely be there because they need a guy to score if both those guys are actually out. So Love is kind of dependent on those two guys playing. If Garland plays, um, he's only been out for a little over a week and Levert doesn't play, I think Garland's too cheap at 8,400. If Levert plays, probably just no interest in him. Mobley, I feel like, is a little bit too cheap if Garland doesn't end up playing, but he obviously uh, has some upside, doesn't really have a ton of downside, or he has some upside and downside, so it's strictly a tournament play there. Jared Allen, you're right, is priced where he should be. Both Garland and Levert are out. Yeah, you can play Goodwin or you can play Rondo. Either one, I, my preference is Goodman. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. It all depends on the Garland and LeVert news. Chicago at Charlotte, 234.5 total. Pick them game on most sites right now. On the Charlotte side, or Chicago side, sorry, Lonzo, Caruso, um, AU, 
Derek Jones Jr., Patrick Williams out. And then on the Charlotte side, Gordon Hayward, Cody Martin, um, all out. So let's start here with Chicago. I mean, how doesn't Kobe White play over 30 minutes in this game? I mean, I assume he has to without AO in there. Um, like, they don't have any other point guards. So, White is immediately the guy I look at. I mean, it's match versus Charlotte. He should be in for 30-plus minutes. The usage should be there, even with the first unit, if he plays a decent amount with them. Um, like, I have to assume White's going to pl- start and play a ton of minutes. I mean, they unless they're going to run DeRozan or Levine at the point, which also wouldn't surprise me a ton. Um, yeah, but I still think yeah. White plays over 30 minutes in that scenario. Yeah, I would assume so. So White is definitely a guy I think that you look at and is very underpriced there. I also really like DeRozan. I mean, up 52, 67, 48, 48, 57 points over the last four. Gets a matchup going up against Charlotte. I think DeRozan ends up putting up a 60 bomb here. Vooch, he's fine, but not good. Um, Levine, I like DeRozan more, but Levine is fine. Got to 37 minutes in the last one, 42 in the one before that. So he's he's basically back to his full complement of minutes here. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much DeRozan, Levine, and White are the only three I'm really looking at. I mean, without point guards in there, White should play a bunch of time, and DeRozan, Levine are going to be DeRozan, Levine going up against Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like Zach Levine in this spot a lot. I mean, I definitely like DeRozan as well, and I definitely don't mind Vooch. Um, I don't know if I play all three of them together, obviously for obvious reasons, but I, I definitely don't mind getting exposure here. And then on the Charlotte side of things, I mean, LaMelo down to 8,800 now. He really hasn't had that, like, big game here recently. Definitely don't mind in tournaments now that he's under 9K, you know, getting some exposure to him. Um, you know, Bridges should play a solid amount of minutes here, especially with no Gordon Hayward. And then I think Terry Rozier is someone that might need to step up a little bit in this game. Um, and I guess Ubre would be someone in line to play minutes too with Hayward out. Yeah, without Hayward in there, we pretty much get a bump to all the main three guys plus Ubre. Um, I think Ubre is probably my favorite of the bunch, followed by Rozier, followed by Mel, followed by Bridges. But there's not a drastic difference between them. I mean, we know what happens without Hayward. It's a pick 'em game, it should stay close here. Mello played a ton of minutes the other night. Everyone should play a ton of minutes. They're going to run a really tight rotation. Plumlee's probably priced where he should be in this spot here. Washington's probably priced where he should be. So, really, you're just looking at those four main guys, and Uber is my favorite because he should see the biggest boost in minutes without Hayward on the floor. And everyone else should see a pretty decent boost in usage. Toronto at OKC. 208 total here. Toronto, a nine and a half point favorite on the Toronto side. I mean, Gordon Drogic's out, but we knew that. And then the Thunder side, SGA, Mascala, Robinson Earl, Roby, Wiggins, all out. Uh, let's start here with Toronto. Pretty tight Wiggins rotations. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. I Aaron we're Wiggins. talking about okay. See, I, I, yeah, yeah, I got confused there for a second. You're quick. good. Wiggins doesn't. I just yeah. yeah, I just go off the injury report of the guys that are not in the G League on the injury report. Um, anyway, Toronto side, I mean, pretty tight rotations here recently. Just I mean, great matchup against Toronto, but I have a hard time, you know, seeing this game stay close. Um, 
I'm struggling here, Grant. I mean, Siakam has the ceiling to pay off 9,400. He obviously raw points on a six-game slate. Um, what are your thoughts on Toronto? I mean, they only really play five guys, so you only really have to look at five guys. And I mean, I, I have interest in Gary Trent Jr. I have interest in Siakam. I have interest in Van Vliet. The problem is here, I believe that this has a decent chance of being a blowout. There are some pieces I like over on the OKC side if this stays close, so I'm strictly just doing stack or fade here. And I think my favorite player is probably Trent um, up over 30 points and that long stretch, then back to 24 points in the last game. Um, he's been playing really well. Hasn't really gotten enough of a price increase considering his shot volume. Even though he's been down a little bit the last three games, his price tag I think is still too low considering his potential upside. So he's my favorite, followed by Siakam, who's just stacking the – stat sheet and I didn't even realize I almost got close to called a triple double the other night for him and he was only two assists away still I ended up with 50 points so I can't really can't really take credit since it didn't happen but um yeah Siakam's probably number two okay see real bad versus our forwards and bigs um then Van Vliet number three I don't think I have much interest in OG or Barnes yeah I think if I had to I think if I had to rank them on Toronto, I'd I'd go Siakam, Trent, Barnes. I think. Um, it really, realistically though, it's Siakam and Trent for me. Those are the two guys I like on the Toronto side. And then on the OKC side of things, I mean, Giddy's kind of priced appropriately. He's going to be the guy that is going to be consistent. I think Dort has some ceiling at sixty two hundred, and I mean. Baisley's been getting consistent minutes here recently, and he's 5,600. His price is kind of caught up, but I still think there's a little bit of meat left on the bone there for him. Yeah, I still think you can definitely play Baisley. I mean, the minutes have absolutely been there, 36-plus in each of the last four games. Up over 30 points in three of the last four, 5,600. It's getting up there, but I still think he's a guy that you can bring back for playing some Toronto guys. Giddy, always a threat to get a triple-double any given night. Like, he's doing grand boards, getting tons of dimes, scoring like he's doing everything. He's probably my favorite of the three that I have interest in, which the other guys, Dort, Dort always offers some upside. He gets hot from beyond the arc, and he can put up a massive outing. Since SGA has been gone, he hasn't had less than 37 points, I don't believe. So he's a guy at 6,200 that I like um, a lot for tournaments and I think could put up a pretty big outing here. All right, we got Minnesota at Sacramento. No, um, oh, there is a. Is there a total? I don't see a total out for this one. Um, I think Sacramento's still playing, so I doubt it. I think Minnesota. Well, these two teams playing. just played each other, didn't they? Like this is the same game um, from yesterday. So, um, assuming that the line will be close to the same, it was two thirty. It ended at two thirty-five. Uh, Minnesota minus eight. It's at halftime. It's 73 to 67 Timberwolves and Kings. So, um, I mean, Grant, same game. <laughs> like, um, I mean, like all joking aside, it really is the, the same exact game. Um, Fox came back. We'll have to see if he plays the second end of a back-to-back after missing a little bit. Um, let's start with Minnesota. What do you like here for the Timberwolves? Not a lot. I mean, it, it's stack or fade. Like, Cat is fine. Edwards is fine. Russell's fine. Anytime all three of them are playing. 
not the greatest thing in the world, but they are going up against Sacramento. So this is a game that I'm strictly like stacking or fading on the Minnesota side of things, at least. Um, Vanderbilt's fine. Beverly's fine. Like they're, they're all fine plays. They're not great. Like it's a very good matchup here. Should be high scoring. I mean, the game's currently going on and there's 140 points at halftime in this game. So it's going to be a high scoring game here. Like I'm not going off too much. Just what happened in this game doesn't mean it's generally going to happen the next night. Um, so I'm, I'm probably cats, my favorite followed by Edwards, followed by Russell, followed by Pat, Bev, followed by Vanderbilt. They're all fine plays and they're all guys that will throw in a game stack. Yeah. I mean, even if we look at like halftime, there's nobody like absolutely crushing outside of Jordan McLaughlin who had a really good eight minute run. Um, so not too interested in Minnesota. I'm definitely interested to see if like Beverly plays the second end of a back-to-back. And then on the other side, I'm interested to see if Fox plays the second end of a back-to-back. Um, I mean, looking at the Sacramento side of things, we're still getting all, all these guys that were cheap are going to be cheap again. Um, I think the one thing that is kind of interesting to me is like Damian Jones playing pretty big minutes here so far on Tuesday night. I mean, I didn't see that one coming. And then, I mean, I didn't see Halliburton getting traded. I, I have yeah, no idea. I know it's Sacramento. Still have no idea about that one, but I mean, if Holmes is out again, it was personal reasons. Um, I mean, he wasn't even on the injury report. So if he's out again, I think you could definitely play Tam- Damian Jones. Um, if Fox sits, I have a ton of interest in Mitchell. If Fox plays, I mean, he played 21 first half minutes after being out for a while. Um, so, I mean, Sacramento is interesting in this spot. Yeah, yeah, Sacramento is definitely interesting. I mean, anytime that you get rid of Halliburton, and then everyone else is just not playing. I assume they're not going to play Bagley in case they're able to ship him out tomorrow. Um, so... Really, what I'm looking at is Fox. It's how it's Fox, Barnes, Mitchell, um, potentially Harkless. Did he get injured tonight? Tonight? No, he just played ten. That. He played ten minutes. I don't know if he got injured, but I'm I'm double checking it right now because I think that he left the game with an injury. Yeah, he won't return. I doubt he ends up playing tomorrow. Um, Metu started the second half, so I definitely have some interest in Metu at 4,200. Assuming that Harkless is out tomorrow. Um, Metu is too cheap there. Davion Mitchell is too cheap, especially if Fox ends up sitting. Barnes is probably too cheap, especially if Fox ends up sitting. Um, if Fox ends up sitting, I have to – and Daniel Jones, like if Holmes Bagler at – he's or Damian Jones, he's way too cheap at 3700 So it's just kind of wait and see where things are at and who ends up playing tomorrow because – they're still not priced up high enough because the Halbert news just happened. And I think they already had pricing out for the slate, if I remember correctly. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, but, yeah, all these price tags are clearly off. You just have to wait and see what the injury report comes out at. But this could be a, a good game stack here, especially if Fox is out. Yep. Golden State at Utah, 223 total here. Utah is a three-point favorite on the Warriors side. Bielitsa, Draymond, Iguodala, Clay. Wiseman out, Thompson's out, um, and then Looney's questionable. And on the Utah side, Rudy Gay is questionable, and Gobert and Ingles are out. So starting here with Golden State, no Clay Thompson, a Utah team that has struggled mightily defensively without Rudy Gobert in there. I mean, I definitely like Steph in this spot. 
Yeah, yeah, Steph's definitely a solid play here. 10.3 is one of the best spin-ups on the entire slate. With all these guys out, like with layout, a little bit extra usage to Wiggins. Um, I think that he's a decent play here. Not going to argue with paying 6.3K for him. Um, Otto Porter Jr. with everyone out could end up playing a few extra minutes here. Probably too cheap at 4,700. He's a guy I like pool price where he should be. If uh, Looney's out, then I think Kaminga could potentially be in for a few extra minutes here, um, especially with Utah not having Gobert. I don't think they need as much size here. So he's a pretty solid all, overall play. Toscano Anderson, if Looney ends up missing, could potentially see 20 minutes. He's 3,500 if you're looking for salary savings. But all kind of depends on the Looney news there with those two guys. Yeah, I definitely like Wiggins too in this spot with no clay. And I'd be shocked if if Looney plays in this game um, for what it's worth. So we'll see. And then on the Utah side of this game, I mean, if this game's going to stay close, Donovan Mitchell is going to need a big game. Um, you know, talked about him a lot the other day, 8,400 going up against the Knicks. He's 8,600, played 36 minutes the other night. Um, he's just someone that, you know, I definitely like in this spot and have no issues playing Donovan Mitchell outside of him though. I mean, Clarkson's 55, but I just, there's really nothing on the Utah side that like I get excited about Whiteside's minutes kind of all over the place. He got in foul trouble against the Knicks the other night. If you don't, if you think he'll get his normal amount of minutes, you could definitely take a shot on him maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm probably just staying away from everyone except for Mitchell. Mitchell's looked fantastic since coming back. It's tough to defensive matchup versus Golden State, and I never really have a ton of interest in Clarkson, Conley, and Bogdanovich whenever Mitchell's playing his normal amount of minutes, which you should be here. Whiteside, I don't know if they'll have a reason to play him that many minutes. I mean, Golden State might is doesn't really need to go big. Um, so Whiteside is kind of a defensive liability in the scenario. I don't think they're gonna end up using him a whole lot. Royce O'Neal at 3,900, there's much, much, much better uh, cheap guys. So, really, it's just Donovan Mitchell here for me. Maybe uh, Yuduka. Yuduka, I think is how they say his name. Um, he's been playing good minutes, and he's someone that has just been racking up the rebounds. Um, even I even, I think even if Whiteside plays, um, he's playable in this spot. So, there you go. Yeah, no, I don't hate that. All right, we finish it out with L.A., Lakers, Portland, no total, back-to-back for both of these teams. Um, I mean, another team that just kind of ships so many people. Um, let's talk Lakers first. Are we we kind of are assuming that LeBron and Anthony Davis will play second end of the back-to-back, especially they probably won't play the fourth quarter against Milwaukee because they're getting crushed right now. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Lakers? Not not a ton of interest. I mean, it is a match for Portland's obviously a good one, especially with all our guys down. Second out of back-to-back on the road. This game might actually stay close because the Lakers have been absolute trash recently. Um, I mostly have interest in James, though. Like, Davis is fine. I think Davis could actually do some work in this one. But Davis is fine. Like, Westbrook, I don't want to play at 9.2K unless James or Davis have been ruled out. So, I'm just out on him. Monk. Unless someone gets ruled out, no real interest in him. Like everyone else, just no real interest. You you mostly just want Davis or James unless we get some random injury news tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're going to have to wait on any kind of news um, in this game. 
like if anybody sits, I definitely will have more interest in like Malik Monk. Um, I'll say like Stanley Johnson, somewhat interesting with Carmelo out. You know, he's kind of like carving this like 20 to 25 minute role right now. And then on the Portland side, I mean, I definitely like Simons, um, Ellaby. <sighs> I don't even know, man. Um, you, you know, he's doing pretty well right now. Yeah, Ellaby's doing great. Um, it, it's just, I don't know what to do with Portland. I, I mean, Nurkic obviously has some upside. Winslow is really cheap. Greg Brown was getting minutes. Um, he had a really good first half. Macklemore shooting the ball way better um, in the second half of that game, you know, but I, I think overall when you're looking at Portland, it, it's just, you know, the value guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I value guys. I don't mind Simon or Nurk. I mean, Nurk gets a solid matchup going up against the Lakers. No one else is there. We've seen his usage without Lillard and without McCollum on the floor. I know that he's, I don't think he's having a great night tonight, um, but realistically, I don't really care just because he didn't No, he's got a double, double. But in three quarters, just not shooting the ball well. I think I think you play everyone. Like Simons is probably my favorite. I think he has a big game here. Lakers have been bad versus point guards. I've been bad versus most positions, but they're very bad versus point guards here. Simons is my favorite, probably followed by Macmore, DSJ, LSB, and Nurk. But I'm not gonna argue with Winslow either. Like or Greg Brown, play play literally anyone. They have. All their guys are gone. They shipped everyone out. What did you need from Portis? We were talking before the show. Second assist. Oh, uh, you needed. I mean, he just hit back to back threes. So, okay. Well, I also have his over PRA of twenty three point five. So that was a we'll, nice little we'll exchange see. for you then. Back to back three pointers are always good for the for the his PRA assist, stats. His over assist. <laughs> Like over 1.5 is saying it plus 175. So I'm I'm rooting for that one a little bit more. Well, yeah. I mean, he got one and just needs one more. So you never know. Yeah. All right. Um, let's play the morning grind game and then uh we'll get out of here. Favorite play under 5k to go 7x. Who do you like? I mean, I feel like we mentioned like 20 guys. Um I'm gonna go with Macmore. I don't know. There's a, there's there's a lot of guys. I'm gonna go. LB. I mean, we're gonna take two Portland guys for sure. I I don't think that's any secret to anybody. Um, I think uh, it's nice to see that the Portland guys got priced up a little bit. I would have liked to seen DraftKings be a little bit more aggressive. Um, but listen, uh, we got to be appreciative a little bit. Um, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Westbrook. It's like a staple for this question, I feel like, lately. <laughs> it really um, is. Oh, man. I just – I wish he would go some, like – I wish he would go back to OKC. Like – So we could play him Perfect for tanking. It would be a absolute blast watching him. People there love every him. Night? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, want, I want to see him go to Portland. I would love to see Lillard traded for Westbrook in, like, a 27, 28, 29 first-round pick so the Lakers don't have a draft pick for the next decade. Um, I think I'm going to go Van Vliet. He's probably my least favorite at towards the top today. Favorite 6X play today. I'm going to go with Simons. I like it. 
I like it. Um, I think I'm going to go Steph Curry at 10-3. I think he's going to have a big game today against Utah. I worry about the game staying close overall, but I, I, I like him a lot in this spot. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Hurdle. I think that's good. It's tough to say night before. Um, my like get weird play yesterday was Davian Mitchell, I think. Um, and he became chalk by the time, you know, slate rolled around. So, <laughs> yeah, for obvious, I don't think you foresaw Halliburton getting traded. No, um, no, I did not. I don't think anyone foresaw that. Uh, my let's get weird GPP play of the day is going to be Kevin Love. I really like Kevin Love today. Um, any bets standing out to you here night before? Uh, DeRozan over 28 and a half points. Um, don't really like any sides or totals. Yeah, I don't either. There's nothing like jumping off the, the page to me. Um, if I had to take something, I would take – you can get, like, Chicago as a pick in a couple spots. I think Chicago has a better chance to win that game than Charlotte, so I'd go Chicago. Even, like, I, some places it's minus one. I don't even hate that. So, um, Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nope, just pay attention to the news. And pay attention to that Cleveland news because that could change some things. Oh, yeah. All right, that's going to wrap it up here for wednesday we'll be back tomorrow talking more hoops good slates thursday and friday this week so it's fun good luck everyone we'll see you again tomorrow see you kids